Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Get in tune with the sun, moon, and stars. This is Astrology with Yasmin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Weekly Astrology with Yasmin, the show where I tell you what's coming up in the astrology of the week ahead, and you hopefully call me so I can look at your chart and tell you where it's all happening for you. My number is 816 816- Two five one three triple five. That's eight one six two five one three triple five. And I would love to speak to you and I would love to take your call and I would love to tell you about the astrology for the week ahead. So let me do that right now before I get into anything else. So if you cast a chart for right now for the next seven days with, um, using uh basically just looking at the major planetary activity i can tell you there is not much activity going on in fact there's only three kind of i would say relatively small and not very noisy uh planetary um activities taking place so the first one is in fact let me just say because it's the first of march i also i'm going to tell you a bit about the month ahead but um let me just talk about the week ahead first and then we can get into the month So basically this week we have Venus sextile Uranus, which is going to take place on March the 3rd uh, in the UK and affected pretty much everywhere. We'll feel it on March the 3rd. And um, the thing about uh, this is it's actually quite nice for, you know, if you've been having trouble with someone, if you've been through a falling out, uh, if your relationship's been lagging a bit, if it's all felt a bit lately, well, guess what? The good news is that Venus sextile Uranus is going to be very good for you. Why? Because, excuse me, Venus is the planet of love and relating and also of abundance. And Uranus is the planet of turnarounds. So basically what you get is the possibility of turnarounds to do with love and abundance. Love and abundance. So... Yeah, so that is uh, coming up this week. And I personally am looking forward to that. I've been talking a bit about um, an issue I've been having in Australia with some work I'm doing there and how it's always just like, you know, I feel sorry for the poor boss, my poor boss down there. It's just one thing after another for her. Um, And I'm hoping that Venus Uranus is going to turn the whole thing around so we can all go, oh, my God, we've solved it. It's all fixed. It's all been very Mercury retrograde, everything that's been happening with this situation. But Mercury, uh, Venus sextile Uranus is the kind of thing that can turn this around, especially because, you know, we're both women and we're both trying our best to sort this out, sort out all the problems that have come up. We don't exactly know what happened. 
And Venus um, sextile Uranus is the kind of thing that can turn something around between two women or to do with money or can sort of just make us feel more like I, I don't know her, but I really like her on email. It's the kind of thing you can kind of go, oh, okay, well, everything's all right now. Yay. So hopefully there's a bit of that in the air. Um, March the 4th, we have Mars, the planet of action and drive and determination, moving into the sign of Gemini. Now, Gemini is uh, the sign of chit chat and uh, mouthiness and blah blah and you know Mars is a pretty active busy planet so when you get uh, Mars moving into Gemini which we're having now which hasn't happened for about two years you're going to get a lot of people feeling much more fired up and chit chatty especially if like me they have uh, Mars in Gemini you won't be surprised to hear I have Mars in Gemini so um, yeah so basically when I was first learning astrology I remember um my husband would so agree with this. I remember my one of my very first mentors telling me, you know, Mars in Gemini. So Mars is like your warrior planet. It's how you, you know, go after people when you're chasing them down. And, you know, it's the planet of war and anger. And, uh, and she said, Mars in Gemini, you will talk people to death. And I'm sure my husband would agree with that poor fellow. I'm always blathering away when we're trying to go to sleep at night as well as the best one. When I'm like, oh, by the way, darling, blah, 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 blah. He's like, Yasmin, I'm half asleep. So Mars in Gemini, we're all going to have a taste of it, which is fun. Uh, and that's going to last for a little while. And uh, so what you really want to do is you want to work out um, which house it's in for you, which house it's in for you. And if you have my moonology diary and it doesn't have to be this year's any year if you want to know where gemini is in your chart i'll just show you the one for this year in case you've got this year's go to any new or full moon okay i won't try and explain why this works but i'll maybe i'll give a tiny explanation so go for where it says you know moon of any description in gemini like new moon or full moon in this year's it's page 126 the diary is now sold out i'm afraid um go to page 126 and then look at where it says what does this lunation mean for you what does this lunation mean for you and you will read where the new moon in gemini is triggering your chart but guess what anything that happens in gemini will trigger the same part of your chart so if you want to know where let me just tell you anyway for those of you who don't know well, no, I'm not going to because it's not interesting to listen to. But just have a listen, just have a read of it, or else, um, what else can you do? You can you can learn astrology, which I was going to tell you about anyway. I do have a book <laughs> called Astrology Made Easy, which if you would like to understand astrology, as I said this morning uh, when I did a Facebook Live. It's on crazy special right now. It's on literally crazy special. So I, I'm telling everyone to buy it. Whether or not I should, I don't know, because they're literally practically giving it away. I think it's 99 cents. And you can learn astrology. <laughs> I mean, that's a good deal. It's the ebook, not the actual book. So you can download it instantly. And when you do, you know, start it and then pretty soon you'll get to the houses section and you'll find out which house of your chart Gemini rules and then you'll know where Mars is going to be for the next while um, or it will teach you anything you want to know. So that's actually a good time to mention it. Astrology Made Easy. Now, if you want to get it, let me give you the URL. It's 
smart URL, so that's S-M-A-R-T URL dot I-T forward slash A-M-E for Astrology Made Easy, A-M-E e-book, one word. So smart URL dot I-T forward slash A-M-E e-book will take you to where you can buy this book for a ridiculously small amount of money, like 99 cents in the States. I think it's 99p in the UK as well. So, yeah, so basically what you want to do, looking at the where Gemini is, uh, sorry, and in Australia, I think it's about $1.50. Um, in, uh, so in astrology, you know, you want to, so you kind of want to know where, where Mars is in your chart. Where's Gemini? Because Mars is now in Gemini. Everyone's got Gemini in their chart somewhere. So you'll find out, is it in your love zone or your work zone? Is it firing you up about money, about friendships, about whatever? So, um, but overall, it is pretty much what you can hear coming from me right now, which is non-stop blather. <laughs> lots and lots of talking. And also, it can be a little bit angry. It can be, you know, argumentative. And, uh, you know, that's just something to be aware of. And if you happen to know, like me, you have Mars in Gemini, then, you know, you really want to um, be careful because you're going to have your Mars return and then you just don't want to lose your temper. Be nice. Just put it into sport. I've bought it treadmill it's going really well all right and the last big thing of the week to mention is that mercury the planet of communications is actually going to conjoin jupiter now you add now on a normal under normal circumstances um mercury conjoining um jupiter would be a really great thing you'd say it's going to make it's going to be really good for positive thinking it's going to be really good for people who need more confidence to express themselves it's going to be really good for um being expansive with how you feel making nice comments and all that however given that mars is now in gemini which is the talk talk sign and jupiter is now on amplification um planet jupiter will basically put it all together and as you can imagine there is going to be a lot of blah blah around this week and i'm sorry I do feel as though I may be contributing to it right now. So I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to overcome that by uh, going to the phones because we have a full board of people who are trying to get through and uh, they can talk instead of me. Um, and if you want to call, I'm afraid actually, I think the lines are probably full right now, um, but I'll give you the number later if, if there's a space. All right, so let us go to line one. We have Ida on line one. Um, hello. Ida. Hi, Jasmine. I'm hey. so excited to be here. You're excited? Okay, let me just turn yeah, it off a bit. Like, you don't um, know. I was, um, so, yeah, talk yeah. on, tell us. I was just going to say that this morning I was feeling really sad because I had to leave my son in daycare because I had to work some more today. I don't usually do that on Mondays. But now my phone call went through and I'm just I'm like a little girl right now, the happiest little girl on earth right now. Oh, okay. So is your little <laughs> boy still in at daycare? Yes, he is. Um, I'm but he's playing with home. a little girl, is he? Is that what you're saying? Say it again. What What did you say about the little girl? Oh, that I feel like a little girl, like a happy little girl, because my phone oh. call went through. 
Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. I'm so pleased. I'm so pleased, Edda. Can I just say, I remember when I used to leave my son, Louis, who is now 14 at daycare. Well, we only sent him because he wanted to go. And uh, and far from kind of crying, <laughs> I remember <laughs> he was more likely to be sad when we picked him up because he was having such a nice time playing with kids. So I don't think kids hate daycare as much as, you know, parents do we just want to be yeah. with them all the time i still want to be with him all the time and you know he's probably running away from me half the time trying to you know live his own <laughs> life poor child anyway <laughs> so Ida, you don't have any specific questions today is that right um i i guess well as i listened to your forecast earlier i kind of adjust my question i just wanted like a i guess a general a general reading i guess in for in terms of love and money for me, I've been having okay. such a hard time Let's with both. Let's choose one or one or the other. Love or money? What's oh, it to be? Money, <laughs> money, money. Okay, all yes. right. Okay, all right. So it's very interesting, actually. What do you do, Ida, for work? Well, I'm I'm an architect, but I'm switching careers to. Um, trading in the stock market. That's oh, why right. I actually do more. Yeah. Wow. Where do you it live, Ida? Very hard. Excuse, where do I live? Yeah. Um, Connecticut, the USA. Okay. Cool. All right. Okay. So you're you're swapping being an architect for being a trader. Yeah. I'm doing both. Okay. Uh, that's what I said. But I'm doing less of architecturing and more of trading. Okay, well, you know what? You've actually got a good chart to do either of them. You've definitely got an architect's chart because Saturn, which is the planet that builds stuff, is on your ascendant, which is the most personal point on your chart. So you've definitely got the right chart to be an architect. However, you do also definitely have the right chart to be um trading as well because you've got well for one thing you've got Sagittarius on your second house which is cash property and possessions and Sagittarius is a sign that doesn't make mind taking a few risks so the fact that you don't mind taking a few risks actually would work with trading because obviously trading is a little bit risky um, you've also got the planet of technology Uranus in your second house of cash so again, that means that earning money online, and I'm sure a lot of trading happens online these days. Is that right, or on the telephone, which is actually yeah, probably it's just online. as applicable? It's <laughs> okay, so you've got that. So that works. Um, you've also got um, an, uh, another thing interesting, which is you've got the Sun and Mercury in your eighth house of other people's money, okay? And so what are you doing when you're trading? You're basically normally, are you trading other people's money or are you just trading your own money? Well, it's my own money. So Only far. your own money. You're not taking on any clients. Well, um, I'm looking forward to that, yes. Okay, I so in the really future you'll take on clients. That. All right. Well, you've got a good chart for working with clients as well. I mean, I can't guarantee you it's going to be money, money, money raining down from the heavens. And you do have to be careful because you do have a chart that doesn't mind taking risks. But overall, it looks quite good. And I drew you a card and you actually got um, the full moon in Capricorn, which is the end of a tough cycle approaches. And I know this one has the message basically you need to work hard, but you're towards the end of a tough cycle. 
of a difficult cycle, you mean? Sorry, can I hear you? Yes, yes, of a difficult cycle. Oh, that's so wonderful. You made me cry right now. Oh, is this time, is this no, you definitely threw it. And also on your chart, you've just had the planet of chaos, Uranus, going over your Venus, which is your love and abundance planet. So if you're feeling a little bit like life is crazy, that's why. But you're you're through that now. So just you know, be be positive. Thank you so much, Jasmine. You are so welcome, Ida. Lovely to talk to you. So there you go. That is Ida. So um, we've got a few more minutes and uh, I'm afraid I'm going to talk, talk more. I said I was going to let you guys do the talking, but oh, okay. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll take another call. We have um, online to Leilani, which is such a beautiful name. Um, and uh, Leilani is uh, going through some big life changes. Are you there, Leilani? Hello, Yasmin. Hello, Leilani. I love your Hi. name. Thank you. I love my name too. Oh, where is it from? It's Hawaiian. It means heavenly it's flower. Hawaiian. Heavenly flower. My goodness. All right. Well, that sounds good. So now you're going my through father. some big life changes. You, you sound very calm for someone who's going through big life changes. You know, I have a plethora in my spiritual toolbox, and I'm a meditator, and uh, I'm I'm in the healing arts. So I have a lot of tools and I really believe everything I go through is for my highest good. And oh, that's, yeah. I, I mean, it's good if you can I'm think a, that. It's good if you can think that. Mm -hmm. that's, that's amazing, actually. Mm -hmm. So, Leilani, I just need to ask you, have you had your chart done before? I have. Oh, good. Because you know you are a Scorpio, even though you've got um, four planets in Libra. I'm a double Scorpio, Scorpio rising as well. Yes. Yes, but your sun is at zero zero point fifty nine of Scorpio, so you just made it into being a Scorpio, right? But you know that doesn't mean you're kind of a Libra at all. It means you're a Scorpio. That's one misconception a lot of people have: is if you're on the cusp of two signs, then you're a bit of this and a bit of that. And, and in fact, you are, but not because your sun is on the is on the um, cusp. You're you're actually more Libra than you are Scorpio, even though you do have two important uh, important um, luminary and angle in Scorpio, which is your sun and your ascendant. But you actually have Jupiter, Mercury, Venus, and Uranus all in. Libra so you're actually also a quadruple Libra which is kind of interesting wow. and then you've got your moon in Aries so you need life to be fun and to be able to live it you know in a happy way so what can I what can I do for you today do you want me to look at a particular part of your life your love life your career what's going on let me let me take um, a little look well I I am in the middle of a move my lover is probably going to move to the east coast and we always knew our relationship was short term he's quite younger from morocco uh, my career clients have kind of fallen off given the flu virus the pandemic we're in i don't know i'm moving i think my boyfriend is going to move and leave a career whichever you think is applicable for my chart right now would be great right yeah okay so looking at your chart, Leilani, um, 
You've just had the planet of chaos and change, Uranus, going over your Saturn, which is sort of where you're very grounded and you like everything to be solid and stable and the same. And when you get Uranus over your Saturn, it's pretty much like someone pulling the rug from under your feet, okay? So it's very interesting that you have the um, wisdom to say that you understand that everything that's happening is happening for your highest good because it is, you know, because let's face it, at the end of the day, uh, you know, if you know you're in a relationship that's short term, I'm not sure, you know, how long do you want to drag it out for anyway? Do you know what I mean? None of us mm -hmm. are getting any younger, are we? Well, I don't know. I kind of have a, <laughs> an outlook on age that I'm eternal and I'm as young as I choose to be, you know, so I have so a very good. young spirit. Good on I am you. 51, good on you. But, yeah. um, you know, yeah. but I mean, my boyfriend's actually okay, let's put it another way. You know the relationship short-term. Do you want to have a long-term relationship? I do. I'd like to live with so, a man. What's that? I'd love to move in with a man and, and live with a man and, and cultivate a longer-term relationship. Yeah. So, okay. So what has to happen in order for you to have a longer-term relationship? You have to move out of the shorter-term relationship. Mm. which is why what's happening is okay, you know, which is why having the rug mm -hmm. pulled out from under your feet like this with him suddenly deciding to go off or whatever, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's going to do, it's going to help you. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I will say one thing actually, when you, when you, when you do become single, because I'm, I'm guessing from this, you have no choice. He's, he wants to go and you're happy for him to leave. Is that right? I'm not happy that he's leaving. We're very connected. I know about some of our past lives. He's actually Muslim and doesn't believe in past lives, but we're very, very connected. And, and the sad part is I'll be losing my best friend. Mm -hmm. And I love him and I want him to be happy. And he needs to go find a Muslim wife his age. He's actually 35. So. Right. Yeah, it's no, been, fair enough. It's been beautiful, but it's it's heartbreaking as well. We are very, very close and very How connected. How long have you been together? Two and a half years. Well, that's quite a long time for a short-term relationship. <laughs> right. Right. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Okay. Well, mm. look, all I can say is this. Mm -hmm. There is a strong indication in your chart that you could meet someone online uh, in the not too distant future. Hmm. I don't resonate with that. I always meet my men serendipitously. Well, I'm telling you, you've got a very good chance of meeting someone online. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. <laughs> but mm. You've got the planet of technology on your love line, basically. So what you choose to do yeah. with that is up to you, Miss Leilani. Okay. <laughs> um okay so that's your love life basically there you know there is a big change coming and there is a good opportunity to meet someone online or meet someone who's aquarian or taurian uh you know there's there's action in your love zone let's put it like that um when it comes to finances gemini moving into your into gemini uh, sorry mars moving into gemini is actually going to be mars moving into your 8th house which is um all to do with uh, with uh joint financial ventures and joint finances 
So I would say over the coming few weeks, it's a really super duper time for you to be getting very fired up about your finances and think about, okay, what do I want to do? How do I want to make my money? And also push through any fears you could have. Um, you've actually got a really good chart for making money online as well. So I don't know what you do, but you've got digital online stuff all over your chart. <laughs> hmm. Like it or not, girlfriend. <laughs> It's fascinating because I can only spend so much time on a screen. I just shut down as an empath. Uh, but I, I see clients long distance now. I'm a long distance healer. Okay. So we well, you should be phone. able to get some good yeah. client capital flowing. And, you know, that's a really uh, mobile job. So you can go anywhere you want. Right. Right. So I drew you a card. Do you want to hear it? Okay. Yes. You, I have you your diary the, and I love it. The, you got the new moon in Leo card. Confidence is the key to your success. This card heralds the start of a new cycle for you where you're going to feel and look more gorgeous, more in the spotlight and more like you have something sh worth showing off. If you want someone's attention, this card says it's coming. However, this may not happen all by itself. You have to be willing to do your bit. That means being proud of who you are and what, ha what you have to offer. It may also have to do with going online to find your true love, as your astrologer told you, <laughs> but you don't have to listen if you don't want to. <laughs> Think of yourself okay. as the king or queen of the jungle and carry yourself accordingly. This card is also a great omen if you're asking about creative project, make time to have fun, have some pride, spoil yourself, you've earned it. So there you go. And it may also be there's someone who's already got their eye on you. So once you're single, he or she may swoop in out of the uh, shadows. Mm. Mm. Wonderful. Wonderful. There you go. So that's all the news that's fit to print on that score. Thank you so much. I love your show. I'm so grateful for Unity. Oh, me too. Thank you, Leilani. Thank you for calling in. It's really lovely to speak to you. You too. Blessings. And to you. Lots of love. All right. So that was the lovely Leilani. Um, I do have a couple of... Uh, holes in the board now because I've taken a few calls if you want to call in 816-251-3555 816-251-3555 is the number to call and uh, yeah so after the break I'm going to be talking a little bit about the three pillars of your chart the three pillars of your chart that you need to know about and why you need to know about them. Uh, once you know, once you are known, understand these three pillars of your chart, you will start to be able to understand your chart and anybody else's as well. Okay, so you do need to be able to cast your chart. So let me give you the address. You can do it in the break. It's moonmessages.com forward slash free chart one word. Moonmessages.com forward slash free chart. Cast your chart now and I will see you after the break.
Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash divine 2022 We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Find out what's happening in the skies. Welcome back to Astrology with Yasmin. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Uh, before I go and take some more calls, I am going to tell you that uh, about the three pillars of the chart that you need to know when you're learning astrology. And you know what? I remember when I learned astrology, which was probably more than 20 years ago now. I don't even want to say how long. Um, it was 20, more than 20 years ago. Um when I learned astrology, I, I was saying this this morning, I remember like looking at um, you know, articles and posts and things like that about astrology saying the three main things you need to look on, look at when you're looking at a chart. And it all seems so complicated. But now all these years later, I can tell you, yeah, that's exactly right. Look at these three, I call them pillars, the three main pillars of the chart, the sun, the moon and the rising sign, okay? And I, I'm just going to quickly go through this. So basically the sun is the essential you. It's who you really are, okay? So it's what you call a star sign. Astrologers call a sun sign. So, you know, if you're a Leo or a Sagittarius or a Cancerian, a moon child as I call them, a Capricorn, that's who you really, really are. Now, in the case of the first caller today, she had her son in Scorpio, but she had four planets in the sign of Libra, okay? Now, you kind of go, well, which is more important? Because the sun is really important. It's, it's the essential you. You know, if you think about it, the sun is the big, the giver of life in the skies and, you know, we're all going around the sun. So the sun is like the heart, the beating heart of the solar system. And it's extremely important. Um is it outranked by four planets in uh, the neighbouring sign, two of which I think were generational, which basically means that every one of that generation has them? <sighs> it's a hard one. I sometimes put it like this. I'm pretty sure that uh, Brad Pitt has his son in Sagittarius and then four planets in neighbouring Capricorn. So, you know, I always, I sometimes joke that he's a closet Capricorn. You know, he's secretly a Capricorn, uh, even though his star sign is Sagittarius. So, I mean, in some ways you could say that the first caller today, if I could just find her chart, it was, was it? And it was a second caller, and it was Leilani, actually. And it was Leilani. And so Leilani, you could say, Leilani is a Scorpio, but she's kind of a closet Libran because she has uh, four planets in Libra. But the sun is the essential you. It's really hard to kind of go past how important the sun is. 
The rising sign is um, the most personal point on your chart, okay? Everybody's heard of the rising sign these days, also known as the ascendant, okay? So you could be Leo sun and Virgo rising or Sagittarius sun and Aquarius rising or whatever. They don't, they're not connected. So one is where the sun was from our vantage point here on Earth, um, excuse me, at the moment that you were born. The other is the uh, constellation that was coming up over the eastern horizon at the moment you were born. So basically what we're talking about here is um, the rising sign is like, imagine it rises right up in front of you. It's like the mask you wear. It's your social face, you know. So you might be, say, you might be Leo. Let's put it the other way. You might be Virgo, but you've got Leo rising, say, because they're quite different signs. The, the signs that are next to each other are often very different. So, you know, you might be, doesn't matter, you could be Leo with Virgo rising or Virgo with Leo rising. Basically, who you really are and how you come across is not going to be the same thing. And we all know people like that. You know, once you get to know them, they're like, whoa. You know, they're very different once you get to know them. So, you know, that's the rising sign. It's the way you come across in the world. It's not who you really are. And once you get to really know someone, you get to know who they really are. And as I like to say, you know, people are always saying to me, oh, guess my star sign. And I like to think that I get it right a fair bit, actually, weirdly enough, but I think that's more intuition because when you just meet someone, what you see is their rising sign. It's the it's the part of you that they're willing to show you. They're not going to show you the essential you the first time you meet them, or most people aren't going to. And then the third thing is so it's sun, rising, and moon sign in no particular order. Probably sun, moon, and rising is a more traditional order. And the moon sign is where the moon was when you were born, which, you know, we're in the skies, and... Um, and also, um, it's about what you need, okay? So think of, I mean, one of the classic um, moon things would be, for me as a moon child, um, you know, and a, and a doting mother, breastfeeding. Like, that's such a moon thing to do because it's the mother and the baby and the milk and the breast and the nurturing and the feeding, you know, it's kind of all in there. So if you think of all the different aspects that make up breastfeeding, femininity, you know, goddesses, children, looking after, all those things, that's all very moon. And the moon is the goddess. The moon is the goddess incarnate or the goddess is the moon incarnate. Um, I'm never really sure which way that goes, so I just say it both ways. Um, it's actually a line from um, Demetra George's book, Dark, Mysteries of the Dark Moon. And, you know, I love the idea that the moon and the goddess, they are, for me, totally connected. So, and your moon sign shows what you need, what feeds you, and, uh, you know, it will tell you about your family and your home and your mother and all sorts of things like that. So they are the three things to know. And what you really want to know on top of that is which house are they in? So are you a seventh house Virgo or are you a third house Cancerian or a first house Gemini or whatever? Once you know where your sun is, it kind of tells you where your focus is this life and which house it's in is dependent on your rising sign and then your moon is in there as well. And then you kind of want to see how those planets and angles and luminaries are behaving you know is your is your moon making a, an easy aspect to the lucky planet jupiter well that's great or is your uh, is your sun clashing with saturn you know then you're going to have a bit more uh, 
issues to work through this lifetime. So there's all that. So I started thinking about all this. And as I was thinking about all this, I was reminded of the fact <laughs> that, by the way, this book teaches you all that. It's the Astrology Made Easy book. And uh, it's on sale for a ridiculously low price. So it actually is quite fortuitous that I happen to be talking about the three pillars of the chart today. If you want to know more, get the ebook, Astrology Made Easy. It's 99 cents in America, which is just crazy if you ask me. And it's not going to be like that for long, obviously. Um, and I would love it if you uh, wanted to um, hop into it. So I'll give you the URL. It's smarturl.it. So smart or smart. You say in America, smart, S-M-A-R-T-U-R-L dot I-T forward slash A-M-E-E -E book. So smart URL dot I-T forward slash A-M-E-E -E book. There you'll get it. Astrology Made Easy on Amazon, on Kindle, from Booktopia, wherever you can download books. It's cheap as chips pretty much all over the world. Um, I think it's 99 cents to get the whole book, um, e-book, uh, in America, I think it's 99p here in England, and uh, I think it's $1.50 or something in Australia, and you will learn all about that. But if you, you know, just get started with the sun, moon, and rising sign, understand that, and you will start to see your life going, oh, my God, it's all starting to make sense. It's really, it's a fascinating, fascinating subject. All right, so let us go to the lines, and I wanted to speak to Kathy who is on line four, because Kathy is thinking about having a um, career change, and I find that quite interesting. So let us know. Tell me, Kathy, what's news? Hi. Um, so um, first of all, I just want to tell you that I came upon you through Hay House, I believe. Um, I follow um, Radley and his archangels and I've always had this um, beautiful feeling whenever the moon was full and I would just stand outside and just bask in its brilliance and and then suddenly I learned of you and I've been following you I bought your moonology book diary and cards oh, so wow. Thank I'm you. excited <laughs> Thank you very much, Kathy. That's that's wonderful to hear. Um, you're very poetic. Oh, thank you. Are you a poet? I, I do love to write and um, I do love to um, dabble in many things, um, like right. a you're little a Gemini, journal. So, you know. Yeah. So, Kathy, you want to know about a career change, do you? But before we do that, shall I just go through your chart a little bit? Yes, I'd love that. Thank you. Okay, so you are a Gemini, which is probably one of the reasons why you love to write, and you do have a very poetic poetic kind of way with words. I could hear that just in the first few minutes. Um, but you've got Scorpio rising. So here's a good example of the sun and the, and the rising sign not being quite the same. So on the one hand, Kathy's got her sun in Gemini. Her star sign is Gemini. So she's going to be chatty, communicative, loves to read, loves to write, loves to kind of 
you know, talk basically and, and connect with people. But she's got Scorpio rising and Scorpio is like a deep, dark sign of mystery, you know. So she's going to come across as quite mysterious. And what we can hear of the Gemini is, okay, she's obviously very articulate and she's poetic. Hope you don't mind me talking about you like you're not here, Kathy. Um, but it's all quite mysterious, you know. She's not giving anything away. So that's like a really good example of the Gemini sun and the Scorpio rising. What do you think of that? Kathy? It sounds like uh, you hit the target. <laughs> I don't like to really reveal myself. I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm private or secretive or it's not that I have deep, dark secrets or anything like that. But I think, you know, I'm also like a highly sensitive person. I've always been told I'm so sensitive. I I feel like I, I feel people you know like what they're going through it 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 affects me at times you know what i'm saying so in other words you're and, empathic yeah and i i i feel like i'm what they call like a fringe dweller like i feel different from, i feel like i'm wired different than other people which is hsp highly sensitive person uh, okay. i i don't have all the characteristics but but um, yeah, I I, I think that's actually I diagnosis, is it? HSP. And I, I I kind of feel like I I um I can see like things that people don't see. Like when I'm observing a picture, I I see things, and then when I point it out to somebody, they're they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even see that, but I see it right away. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, I don't know. So, I don't so, interesting. so I didn't know that HSP is uh, like it's a personality trait, is it? And thought to have an increased um, or deeper central nervous system sensitivity to physical, emotional and social stimuli. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Interesting. Because someone I know and on the same sort of Google page as the um, highly sensitive person information is information about sensory processing uh, sensitivity and one of the most um, well probably the most intuitive person I know uh, I won't say her name because I'm about to give some private information but she um, she has I think sensitive uh, sensory processing um, limitations in terms of talking she's fine if she's reading it but if you talk at her too much she starts to kind of spin out and um, mm -hmm. So that seems to go hand in hand with being an HSP and she is so intuitive and basically psychic. Do you find that you've got that psychic ability as well? Um, at times I do, but then I, I feel like I lose confidence. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Like, oh, what if somebody, you know, says, oh, but, but I do feel um, at times, like, for instance, um, in my dreams, you know, I'll have some really deep dreams. And the other night I had a dream about Rick Leventhal. I don't know if you know him. He's, he's a Fox News um, commentator, and he just married a, uh, what is it, um, Real House of Real Housewives of oh, okay. like that of Orange yeah. County. And I had a dream that he was just weeping 
profusely, oh. profusely, and he had something to share with everybody. But then I woke up, and I'm just waiting to see, you know, something because I follow them on Instagram. Okay. So, so I don't know, but but at times, um, I yeah, I I can feel it's almost like I can feel like. Um, uh, I don't know if I want to say the demons of people, you know, like bad vibes and oh. that. Like, oh, if I, I pick up on vibes, like if a guy asks me to go out and I don't feel good about it, I'm like, oh, no, thank you, because I'll, I'll feel their vibe, you know what I'm saying? So Right. Well, that's quite handy to be able to suss them out without getting your heart broken. Mm-hmm. You know, like better so, than dating lots of horrible people. Right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I haven't dated actually. I mean, I've only dated one person, and that was a failure, like since my divorce in 2005. But, um, okay. yeah. But, um, and then even with other people, like where I work or where I had worked, just some really toxic vibes, you know, and. I didn't want to associate with them. I could just feel, you know, I could just feel the vibes. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. You know, that's, I mean, that's basically called being an empathic person or being an empath. You know, you can uh-huh. – I, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm an empath. I'm not sure. I don't think I am. But I have seen um, things on the internet where they say, you know, do a test. Are you an empath? Basically, oh, empaths mm-hmm. feel other people's feelings. Yeah. And, you know, I do believe that in the years to come, people will pay you to be an empath. You'll be paid to go and feel your feeling or feel other people's feelings because people will kind of use it for nefarious means, which will be they'll want to, you know, know what the opposition is doing in business or, you know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. you're almost certainly an empath. Now, are you? Let, let's get to your question because you do have okay. a question. Is your question about your career? Yes. Okay, so, so what's I, happening? Are you working at the moment? Well, I, I do have a little part-time job, but it's nothing, you know, with regard to um, what I went to school for, to college for. Um, what did you I've been to college speech, for? To be a, a speech therapist. I'm ah. school-based, and I'm not having any luck finding a job. Which is really odd, right? Because I'm I'm strictly I'm limited to only work in the schools, and I am older. I'll be 67. I don't know if it's a competitive thing or what's going on. Um, I I was a full fledged speech language pathologist, which takes care of everything. The paperwork, which is voluminous, um, scheduling and servicing and meetings, unending meetings. And I'm just so burned out on that, that all I want to do is just service children um, with their goals, work on their goals, write their progress reports and go home. I don't really want to be entangled in the the meetings and the emotions of parents and it it gets crazy and you have to deal with so many 
uh, feelings and personalities. You know, you have to work with general education teachers, administrators, and and on and on. And and I'm pretty much burned out. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing is, Kathy, you need to look yeah. at yourself as a healer uh, because you've got Chiron, the wounded healer, in your sixth house of daily work and health at the moment. So if you can just reposition yourself in your head as a healer, I, I think it's mm -hmm. going to really help you. And, of course, it's good you've isolated that you don't want to be doing all the paperwork and the meetings. So that, to me, sounds like working freelance. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So I drew okay. you a card. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you the card that you got? Yes, yes, thank you. You actually got the new moon eclipse card, which is expect powerful change. Um, oh. So something big is coming. Yeah, something big is coming. So, you know, and it, and what it says is if you want an affirmation that you can achieve your dreams and get the, your desired outcome, then this is it. So I really think in your head, if you reposition yourself in your head as a healer, it will help you with this job because that's basically what you're doing is you're healing people. Just It's just in the traditional medical paradigm. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yes, uh, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. You I are really so that. welcome, Kathy. Thank you for calling in. I hope that helps you. Just remember you're a healer. That will help you. Thank you. All I right? love that. Okay, that's what I'm All right, gonna, lots of love. Okay, so that was Kathy. We've got uh, a few minutes left here. So what I want to tell you before anything else is I want to talk to you about my um, free Moonology Manifesting Challenge, which starts this coming Sunday. So it's the last chance I have to tell you about it. Uh, it's free, costs not anything at all. And uh, I'm doing it because... I really want to start to help people with their manifesting. I've grown in my own self in terms of teaching people about manifesting and about um, about how to work with the moon and all this. You know, um, I've been I've been teaching this stuff for twenty years, and I just feel like now I want to get a bit more systematic about it. And truth be told. I wouldn't mind doing a 30-day moon challenge because that could take us from one new moon through the quarter moon, through the full moon, through the, second, the third quarter moon, and then, um, and then you know, through the dark moon and back to the new moon. That would be a month. And I'd love to do that, um, but I'm not ready yet. It's a lot of work to get this sorted. So we are starting small, okay? We are starting with a seven-day moonology manifesting challenge, seven days to making wishes that work. And, you know, I am someone who cares a lot about the message I'm giving out. I don't ever want to say anything that I don't think that I can back up. And so I'm really aware of the fact that I'm going to be teaching people on the premise of I'm going to teach you how to make wishes that work, okay? So where do I get the, you know, audacity to say such a thing uh, and also really, really believe it? And um, the reason is that I've been doing this stuff for more than 20 years, as I said, and uh, 
you know, I've seen it work. And I gave a really good example, I think, last week, uh, where I had done some uh, manifesting, some new moon manifesting um, about Oprah, you know, Oprah Winfrey, you know, Oprah, I'm sure you do, everybody knows Oprah. And all I did was I grabbed my um, exercise book, which, you know, I, I basically have as a journal, and I did a fairly rough and ready sketch of me and Oprah chatting on, you know, a set on her show or just with the idea of I would love to connect with Oprah. I love Oprah. I know some people have all sorts of crazy conspiracy theories about her. Please don't email me with those. I've heard about them. I don't believe them for one second, okay? So I had last time I mentioned this, I had someone writing to me going, can't believe you're talking about Oprah when blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I don't buy that. If you do, that's fine. But please don't bother me with it because it just upsets me, frankly. Anyway, um, so, so, uh, Anyway, so nothing had come of this little visualisation or this little drawing I'd done. I was really surprised uh, and I, I've kind of forgotten about it. In fact, when you're manifesting, one of the things to do is to just forget about it. But this is how convinced I am that we can create our own reality with our wishes and with little things like drawing or vision boards or affirmations or, you know, visualisations or whatever. So I probably would have done that drawing, I don't know, six months ago and uh, about – Five days ago, I hope I didn't tell you this story last week, but it was quite something to me. Um, about, I don't know, say five days ago or six days ago, I don't know, um, I suddenly remembered that drawing. Something reminded me of it. And I thought, hang on a minute, didn't I do that little manifestation uh, for Oprah? Not a big one, a really little one, just to kind of a, you know, excuse me, to keep me going. And... Um, I thought, that's weird. Nothing ever happened. Nothing ever came of it. Now, why would I think such a thing? I would think such a thing because um, manifestation works, you know. I'm surprised if a manifest manifestation doesn't come to pass. So that was an example. I was like, hang on a minute. Why didn't that Oprah thing, nothing with Oprah whatsoever, that's weird. And I and I just sort of, it just you know, a thought just goes through your head and out the other side. Anyway, so literally about three days after that, I'm, uh, I get a message. I'm sitting watching television, actually, I think I was. And um, the amazing Colette Barron-Reed, if you know her, sends me a Facebook Messenger comment. And I'm like, oh, what's Colette got to say for herself? And she goes, oh, my God, have you seen Oprah.com? We are both in there. I'm like, what? And it turns out that on Oprah.com, they've actually done um, an Oracle Cards uh, special, the 19 best Oracle Cards in the world for whatever, and just the 19 best Oracle Cards, I think it's called. And uh, lo and behold, my beautiful Moonology Cards are in there. And that was literally like three or four days after I'd been thinking, that's so weird, nothing happened. So for one thing, what I want to tell you is, Look at look at that, okay? Someone who says, I'm, you know, I, I, I know that wishes come true. I'm surprised when they don't, okay? So that's how much I believe in this stuff, okay? So you have to really believe it, not go, oh, yeah, of course nothing happened because this stuff's all nonsense, blah, 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 you know? Oh, yeah, why did I, as if I'm going to hear from Oprah, you know? Like you can't go into negativity, and then be surprised when the universe doesn't listen to you, you know? And I'm not, I'm not 
patting myself on the back. I'm literally using it as this really convenient example of doing the visualization, surrendering it to the divine, which I did because I forgot about it, which when you when you surrender to the divine, you know, the ideal thing is to forget about it. And then, um, oh, I'm, oh, I'm out of time. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity. The newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today.